Hello and welcome to this month's pharmacy team training. My name is Zenia Bray and I am a community pharmacist with an interest in pharmacy education. This month's training is on falls and fall prevention. Age UK states that falls are the number one reason for older people being taken to hospital, accident and emergency departments. We hope this training will give you a better understanding of some of the risks for falls and ways to help prevent them. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions and access useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In today's training, we are going to look at some facts about falls, what the main contributing risk factors are and ways that you can support people in preventing falls. We will look at bone health and how osteoporosis increases the risk of a fracture as a result of a fall. And finally, we will consider some information and support that you can offer to your customers. Falling can happen to anyone, but for older people the risk is particularly high and the consequences potentially severe. Public Health England reports that around 5% of falls will lead to a fracture and subsequent hospitalisation. Each year, around one-third of all people aged 65 and over will have a fall, and this increases to a half for those aged 80 or more. The latest figures released by Public Health Outcomes Framework indicate that there were over 220,000 emergency hospital admissions due to falls in England alone amongst people aged 65 and over, and approximately two-thirds of these admissions are people over the age of 80. The estimated cost of fractures due to falls to the UK is around £4.4 billion, a quarter of which is associated with social care. Falls in hospitals are the most commonly reported patient safety incidents, with nearly a quarter of a million reported in acute hospitals and mental health trusts in England and Wales. Whilst many falls will only result in minor injuries, they can cause severe injury, including hip fractures and head injuries, or even death. In many cases, those who have experienced a fall have a hard time recovering and their overall health deteriorates with a loss in confidence and loss of independence. Despite what many people think, falls are preventable and do not just happen. Preventing falls is important for the health and well-being of older people and those that care for them. We will start by looking at some of the risk factors for falls. Over 400 factors that are associated with falling have been identified and the likelihood of a fall increases the more risk factors there are. The likelihood and severity of the resulting injury is related to bone health, which we will look at later in this training. Multifactorial risk assessments should be offered to those who have had or who are considered to be at risk of a fall. These are usually completed as part of a specialist falls service. There is also a risk self-assessment, which is based on the full falls risk assessment tool that people can access on the NHS website and complete themselves. The link to this can be found on the resources page. This asks six simple questions to determine if there is an increased risk of falls. Have you had a fall in the past 12 months? Are you taking four or more medicines a day? Do you have Parkinson's disease or have had a stroke? 
Do you feel unsteady or have problems with balance? And do you struggle getting up from a chair? In addition, there is the timed up and go test. This is a test to see if it takes longer than 12 seconds to stand up, walk three metres, turn, walk back again and sit down. If you have had a fall in the past 12 months or have answered yes to two or more of the six questions, then you are advised to discuss the risk further with your GP. Let's have a look at some of these risks in a bit more detail. Risks that are to do with the individual person are termed intrinsic factors. These include increasing age. We have already seen that as we get older, the risk of falls increases. Our balance is not as good and muscles become weaker. Strong muscles and joints are needed to correct changes in your balance. Physical activity helps to keep your muscle mass and your bone strength. Having strong muscles, particularly in your legs, is important for keeping your body strong and supporting movement. Medical conditions can also cause muscle weakness, movement disorders and reduced balance. These include stroke, Parkinson's disease and arthritis. Your eyes and eyesight play an important role in helping you keep your balance. What we see tells our brain what is near to us and the changes we have to make. Changes in eyesight can stop your brain getting the correct information and this can affect your balance. Painful foot problems can also affect how you move and can make you unstable on your feet. A loss of sensation in your feet will also put you at risk of having a fall. This is a particular risk for people who have poorly controlled diabetes. Urinary incontinence is also linked to an increased risk in falls. Sometimes, due to a person limiting the amount they drink, they can become dehydrated and a resulting drop in blood pressure can cause a subsequent fall. In older people, once they have had a fall, the chances of falling again within a year dramatically increase. There are also extrinsic or external factors, for example trip hazards in the environment. Many of these will be within a person's home or garden. Loose floor mats, slippery floors, uneven surfaces such as steps, shower floors and stairs, and uneven paths. Poor lighting can increase the likelihood of a fall, as can loose clothing and having poorly fitting shoes and slippers. The use of unsuitable walking aids will also increase the risk. Age UK have produced a leaflet, Staying Steady, which has lots of practical information for people to keep active and reduce their risk of a fall. Another risk is medication. Taking four or more medications is called polypharmacy. People who are taking this many medicines are at a greater risk of potential harm and having a fall. Sometimes it is necessary for people to take lots of medicines, but often falls are caused by medicines that have been taken for a long time and have not been discontinued when there is no longer a clinical need for them. The more medicines people are taking, the more likely they are to experience side effects and for there to be interactions. In elderly people, the drugs may react differently also. These effects are likely to increase the risk of falls. Falls can be caused by almost any drug that acts on the brain or the blood circulation. In theory, any drug that causes one of the following effects can increase the risk of falling. Drowsiness, dizziness and confusion, 
where reaction times may be slower, where balance is impaired, a reduction in blood pressure to a level that is too low or slowing of the heart, where eyesight is affected, where there is a reduction in blood sugars, for instance many diabetic medications, and where there is fluid loss causing dehydration. Some medicines also cause side effects similar to the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. In addition, some drugs may increase the likelihood of a severe injury resulting from a fall. Drugs that reduce the bone strength, for example steroids, can increase the risk of a fracture. And drugs which thin the blood also increase the risk of bleeding. Common medications that can contribute to falls include water tablets, strong painkillers and blood pressure medication, as well as sleeping tablets and antidepressants. Whilst many of these will be on prescription, there are some over-the-counter medicines that we can look out for. Sedating antihistamines and strong painkillers that contain codeine increase drowsiness and confusion. Aspirin and the anti-inflammatories ibuprofen and diclofenac thin the blood and increase the risk of bleeding if a fall occurs. And sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra Connect, can lower blood pressure. Alcohol consumption can also contribute to falls directly, as well as increasing the side effect of medicines. This is something that we can discuss in the pharmacy, as well as emphasising the importance of drinking plenty of water to remain hydrated. We are now going to have a look at bone health. As we get older, our bones tend to become weaker. This is a condition known as osteoporosis. Our bones don't look any different from the outside, but the inner structure becomes thinner. We have already mentioned that exercise helps maintain our muscle mass, but how does it affect our bones? Weight-bearing exercise causes new bone tissue to form, making bones stronger. Non-weight-bearing exercise, such as swimming or cycling, does not directly help bones build, but it does maintain the muscles, and having strong muscles helps to maintain and build strong bones. The NHS recommends that older adults who are at risk of falls should do exercises to improve their balance and coordination on at least two days of the week, for instance Tai Chi and yoga, and limit the time spent being sedentary. A fact sheet, Physical Activity Guidelines for Older Adults, is available. The link to this is in your resources pack. Some people find that their appetite drops as they get older and this can make it more difficult to get the nutrients needed to keep muscles and bones strong and healthy. For healthy muscles and bones, you need calcium, vitamin D and protein. Being underweight is linked to a higher risk of fractures. Calcium is essentially a building block for bones, and it helps maintain the bone strength throughout your lifetime. You should be able to get all the calcium you need by eating a varied diet. Sources include dairy produce and eggs, broccoli and cabbage, soya beans and nuts. The calcium, however, can only reach its full bone-building potential if your body has enough vitamin D. The vitamin D in your body helps effectively absorb calcium, so even if you're taking in enough calcium, it could be going to waste if you're deficient in vitamin D. We make vitamin D from the action of the sunlight on our skin, Many people, particularly those who are housebound, are unlikely to be able to get enough sunlight. 
Some foods that contain vitamin D include oily fish like mackerel, salmon and eggs, but it is difficult to get enough vitamin D from food alone. To compensate for the lack of vitamin D and low levels of calcium obtained from the diet, a supplement is often recommended to treat vitamin D deficiency. Adherence to this is low, so it's important to understand what the patient would prefer in terms of formulation and taste. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence recommends the following interventions to help prevent falls. Strength and balance training. Home hazard assessment and intervention. Vision assessment and referral. And medication review with modification and withdrawal of medicines where appropriate. We can support these recommendations in the pharmacy by increasing awareness of falls and the risks. Do your customers know about the falls risk self-assessment? This may be a good starting point for discussions about risks and the falls prevention. You can identify people who are taking four or more medicines and see if they've had a medication review recently and be aware of potential falls risks when selling medicines over the counter. There are some ideas about offering a falls prevention service on the PSNC website, Think Pharmacy Falls Prevention Service. The NHS website and Age UK have some useful information that can support your healthy lifestyle conversations. Links to these can be found on the resources page. This brings us to the end of this pharmacy team training on falls prevention. We hope that you have found it useful and that it has increased your knowledge in this area. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to take this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.